You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about how to head into the new year, the year of 2023, right? The things that you absolutely positively must stop doing as we head into the year 2023 if you're doing any of these things. And the likelihood is, you're probably doing one or two. So let's get into the episode. Before we do that, make sure if you're an owner, you've gone over to Facebook and you've liked NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners, uh, the uh, gym owners group. If you are a coach, we are going to actually be revamping our groups. uh, And we're just going to be having one Cheer Coaches collaboration group uh, where we're going to be posting all things related to uh, the coaching side of cheerleading and talking and having discussion there. And lastly, make sure you get registered for conference. It's going to be an amazing one in Las Vegas, Nevada at the South Point Hotel. We have some amazing instructors. I'm going to be teaching. Shelly Shepard's going to be teaching. Um, Danielle, Rihanna, uh, Liz from Canada. Andrea's going to be teaching classes. Kira's going to be teaching classes. We just have so many amazing instructors. We have Sean uh, Guzman and Callie Seitzer. Amazing, amazing people that we have coming out to teach some classes for you. So make sure you get registered. You are not going to want to miss it. It is the best conference of the year. Uh, And that's not just because we start off the year. It is 100% the best conference, whether you're a gym owner, you're a manager, or you're a coach. Get registered, get there. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see you there. All right. So what are the really six things that you absolutely must stop doing in 2023. So we've all heard that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Now, I don't know if that's truly the definition of insanity. I think it's been said so many times uh, that people use it as one of the definitions of insanity. Uh, I like to refer to this with my athletes a lot. I give them the analogy. I say, you guys you know, where we're struggling with something and they just keep doing the same thing wrong over and over again. I'm like, y'all are seriously like someone standing in front of a door and the door has a big sign on it that says pull and you are just pushing as hard as you can. And I'm coming up behind you and I'm going, Hey, um, the sign there says pull. And you're like, I got this. And you're just still pushing as hard as you can. And sometimes it can feel like we're doing that within our businesses. Or sometimes I talk to owners uh, where I feel like that's what they're doing. You know, they're like, oh, I need to make more money. I need to bring in more revenue, but I can't do any of the, these things because that would be change. And so as we head into a new year, everyone likes to make New Year's resolutions. And I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. One, I don't think you have to wait for a new year to start something. If you're giving something a specific start point like that, then you're not really making a lifestyle change. It's just like saying, well, I'm going to start this diet on Monday. Well, you're not really creating a lifestyle change of nutrition. You're starting a diet, which means that's going to have, if it has a start date, it has an end date. Uh, so oftentimes I'm not a big fan of the like new year resolution. However, these are things that we need to stop doing as we head into 2023 and it needs to be a cold turkey. We're done. We make this change and we stop doing them. So stop doing these things. Number one, not paying yourself. 
Number two, paying your coaches more than 50% of the revenue from private lessons. And that's being generous coaches that are listening. I'm being generous when I say not more than 50%. Undervaluing yourself and your product. Using a bad website. Number five, scholarshiping athletes. And number six, going it alone. So let's break it down into each one of these and talk about each one individually. So number one, not paying yourself. And this could even be said, not paying yourself enough, um, but not paying yourself. I talk to so many owners who don't actually pay themselves money. They are working for free. You are volunteering your time to run this gym and provide an amazing service for people. And you need to be paying yourself. You need to be compensating yourself for all of your hard work. So as you head into the next year, set that as a goal. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be huge to start. If you have never paid yourself, simply paying yourself $500 a month is a 500% increase in pay. So start paying yourself something. If you're already paying yourself, figure out how to give yourself a raise. I've talked about this in my episodes about net owner benefit and other things like that, but you need to be paying yourself. If you are not paying yourself, stop it right now. You don't even have to wait till 2023. Go pay yourself $100. Go pay yourself something. You need to be paying yourself as an owner. You need to be compensating yourself. It is the fuel to continue keeping you going and making it worth it. And if you are not a single owner, right? You are, you're a partnership. You need to be paying both of the owners. If you're an owner who is married or has a significant other and your significant other is by your side while you continue to do something for free that dominates a large portion of your mind, of your soul, of your heart and your time, and you're not getting compensated for it, that significant other is going to start to get really frustrated really fast. They're going to say, I don't like sharing you with this thing that's not bringing anything positive to our family, to you. It's just stressing you out. I know you love it, but that's when there's going to be that pressure to quit and or that internal pressure to quit. So start paying yourself and do it now. Don't wait. Go into 2023 with a plan to pay yourself. Stop paying yourself nothing. Number two, Paying your coaches more than 50% of private lesson revenue. Now, I've done other episodes just talking about private lessons, and this is a big one for me. We in our industry are completely upside down. Okay. We are paying, letting coaches make 100% of the revenue off of private lessons or only pay the gym $10 and they're making $150. This is crazy, you guys. You have got to stop doing this. You are incentivizing your staff to run a business out of your business, but they're not contributing really in any significant way to the rent, to the expenses, to the bills, to all of that overhead that is so expensive for you. On top of that, are they covered by your insurance? Probably not if they're running as an independent contractor. That means are they carrying their own insurance? Is this a legally binding contract? What happens when they don't deliver? Are they pre-selling privates? What happens if they don't deliver on those privates? Who's on the hook for those? Is it the gym or is it the staff member? And then who are they really going to write that negative review about? If they no-show, who do they talk to? Do they talk to the gym? Do they talk to the coach? These are all factors you need to be considering. But at the end of the day, you should not be incentivizing coaches to run private lessons to make their money. You should use private lessons as a revenue stream for your gym. Yes, it's going to be a growing pain, okay? which is why I say not more than 50%. If you want to start giving them 50% and the gym takes 50%, it's a little more reasonable. You don't have to go 
uh, full ham like we do where they get paid their hourly rate and they either coach a class or they coach a private lesson, but they show up for their shift. And if I want them to coach two kids in a semi-private, that's what they do. If I want them to coach a class, that's what they do. Um, but you don't have to go that far, but at least be taking 50% of that because there is so much that goes into that. They're using your equipment. They're using your building. They're using your lights. They're one of your employees, which means they're now not usable for a class or for something else. It creates all sorts of challenges. So the gym needs to be getting compensated and they need to be paying their fair share of the business expenses if they're running a business out of it. Okay. Imagine if I told you, you get to run your gym and you get to keep 95% of the profits and you have no overhead, you would be, you know, dancing up and down the street. That's essentially what you're telling your coaches. Now I get you want career coaches, then figure out a way to bring in that revenue and pay them what they deserve to be paid, pay them a salary, pay them something livable, um, and respectful. That is what being an employee is. Those employees don't have any real, they may care a lot, but they don't have the financial skin in the game that an owner does. And if you're an employee listening to this, I'm sorry, you don't. If the rent needs to get paid, it's not you having to look at the bank account and figure out how the rent is going to get paid. Okay. I'm an owner who has taken out a loan to pay for a competition fee because I didn't budget correctly. Okay. You don't have to do that as a coach. I do. All right. I, as an owner, that's my risk, which is why Owners get like the gym, the business takes a higher percentage of things. All right. You wouldn't coach a class and expect to get 90% of the revenue coming in for a class. Why would we do that for a private lesson? You wouldn't expect to be a coach of a team and get 90% of the revenue coming in for that team. Why would we do the same thing for private lessons? It just doesn't make sense. And let's be honest, everyone, if you're listening to this, and I, I know I probably had three people, three coaches that were listening, turn this off and be like, that guy's stupid. And that's okay. But uh, I, just cause I'm saying it and it's true and you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not, it's not true. That's how businesses run. Um, but like make that change now. I can't remember what I was, what I was about to say. Cause I got distracted by my, uh, by my thought of someone uh, turning off the episode. Um, but it is, it, it's okay. You can make that change. You can bring in more revenue to the business and you can make your business be more successful. So stop doing this right now. You can make the change. Uh, you're, you may have coaches that quit because of it, but then they really weren't in it for the benefit of the business. And if they want to go to another business and do that, well, that's really just them. It's, they're not bringing more people to the business because they're not paying the business because they're keeping 90% of the, of the private lessons. So it's really not growing that business either. Um, so I totally get it. I've been there. I've tried all the different ways. And let me tell you, the way we do it now is absolutely the way to do it uh, from a business perspective. All right. Number three, undervaluing yourself and or your product. This, you got to stop doing this. All right. Now the undervaluing yourself, that goes back to the pay. Are you paying yourself what you're worth? Are you undervaluing yourself and your time? Because you do a lot of really important things that make it so the business runs. So are you undervaluing yourself? And if you are, stop it. You are important to the business. The business doesn't run without you. You are the owner. Run that business. Stop undervaluing yourself. And stop undervaluing your product. Okay? I talked to so many owners who haven't priced their products accordingly. And when you look at things and you go, okay, how much does it cost to hire a babysitter to babysit a kid? Oh, it costs this much money. Okay, well, you're charging one-tenth of that per hour to teach kids 
safely how to flip. Now, I'm not saying you need to charge a babysitter's rate, but if you don't believe your product is worth at least close to that, then you're undervaluing your product because your product is valuable. These these coaches who are providing this product, the curriculums that you've built, the equipment that you've paid for, the blood, sweat, and tears that have been put into this, you are worth more than $5 a class. That's just facts. So if you're charging 40 bucks a month for four weeks of one class a week, you're, you're charging what? $10 a class. It's not very much. That is not, that is super cheap. All right. So you can raise your prices. You deserve to be paid what you are worth. You're giving a high quality product or you should be giving a high quality product and you need to charge a price according to that, okay? You're not McDonald's, so don't charge McDonald's prices. At the same time, if you're gonna charge those higher level prices, I actually, I think I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes. I told one of my tumbling directors, I said, hey, look, we're charging Marriott level prices and we're giving Motel 6 service at the moment and we need to change that. Um, and so you need to make sure that if you're charging those Marriott level prices, you're giving Marriott level service. You're really delivering and you're giving a higher end service. That said, none of us should be striving to be the Motel 6 of cheerleading, Motel 6 of teaching athletes how to do flips, that we're not the bargain basement. I get if you want to be affordable, I get if you want to be what you would consider reasonable, but you still need to be profitable at the end of the game. Stop undervaluing yourself. Stop undervaluing your product. They're very important. They're very valuable. Charge in accordance with that. Number four, using a bad website. And I probably need to do an entire episode on this. In fact, I'm putting it on my list of things to talk about in the near future. But there are so many gyms that are using bad websites or websites that are significantly underperforming. Your website should be able to make sales online for you. Your website should be able to enroll people for you. Your website should integrate into other softwares like ActiveCampaign, like Trello. It should have capabilities to do those things easy and seamlessly. Your website should be able to send purchase confirmations to people when they buy things. Your website should be able to deliver clear and concise information about what it is that you offer and tell the story of who you are as a brand and get people excited to register and join your program. Your website should be able to do all of those things. Your website should be able to do all of those things and look pretty. All of those things can happen at the same time. And no, you don't need to pay an exorbitant price for it. My sister-in-law and my brother uh, run a website company. We were just talking. He was in town uh, and we were chatting about what they charge. And they charge $60,000 for an initial website. Anything less than $60,000, they don't even do it. There are so many other ways you can get a high quality website for way less than that. You can pay a monthly fee to various companies. There's so many different ways you can get a good website running for an affordable price. Please stop using bad websites. Okay. A website that costs you upwards of $300 a month, if you don't know how to do website work, if you don't know how to do the design and make the website, if you're paying $300 a month or a little bit more, that's that's a worthy investment. Okay, You should be able to make that back and then some with a good website. Okay, Your website is so important. It is the most forward-facing thing in your business. It is what people are going to go to and see. 
and check and determine whether or not they want to join your program. So have a good website. Stop using bad websites that look ugly, that don't look good on phones, that aren't serviceable. Okay, stop it. Go consult someone who is a professional in this, get their help, design a good website. And on top of that, I totally get people are always looking for a deal, right? You get that parent who's like, oh, well, I can design a website for you. Figure out what their credentials are. See what they've done for you and ask them, is the website going to be able to do X, Y, and Z? Am I going to be able to make sales on the website? Um, am I going to be able to enroll new members um, with forms and fill out forms and waivers and things like that on the website? Am I going to be able to clearly communicate information? Is it going to look good? Am I going to be able to update it easily? Those are all really important things to ask and make sure that are functional because having a non-functional website is negatively impacting your business. So stop using bad websites right away. All right. Number five, stop scholarshipping athletes. I did an entire episode on this. But please, people, stop scholarshipping athletes. It doesn't make sense. If you want to create a program that allows for there to be people who donate money to scholarship athletes or to help athletes, great. If you want to create a program where you set aside some money and you donate it to a nonprofit that then determines what athletes in need get it, great. But please stop paying for athletes to do cheerleading. It costs way more than just tuition. It costs way more than just the competition fees. It is expensive. You need to stop scholarshipping athletes. I promise you, your life will be better when you stop doing it. And at the end of the day, people know when people are scholarshiped. People absolutely know that someone else in the gym, it doesn't pay their scholarship and that creates bitterness. It creates divisiveness within your program. It creates people who go, well, why do they get to do it for free and I have to pay? It is not a good look. Stop scholarshipping athletes. You wouldn't go into any other business and say, hey, can I get this for free? You might ask for things on sale. You might use a coupon, but you don't walk into a restaurant and ask for it for free. You don't walk into a grocery store and say, what are the groceries here that are for free? You don't walk into Nordstrom's or Macy's or anything like that and be like, hey, I want those clothes, but I don't want to pay for them. Do you have any scholarships? You don't do that. This is no different than that. We are not a university that has endowments and has donations. If you do, great. You can use those things to scholarship people. But stop taking from the profits of the business and scholarshipping athletes. It's really not doing anything positive for your company. And oftentimes, those scholarship kids are the ones who are going to do you the dirtiest. They're the ones who are going to leave midseason. They're not as loyal. Now, that's not every one of them. Absolutely not. I know there are some great kids who've been scholarshiped that are out there that have hearts of gold and are super loyal to their program. But I've heard five to one stories of people who've been hosed by someone who they scholarshiped, who they let um, not pay, who they helped out, who then leaves and goes to the next gym that offers them a scholarship and then talks badly about their gym or vice or takes 10 people with them. So please stop scholarshipping athletes. I have had some incredibly talented kids in my program. I coached a girl who won the Battle in the Rio Tumbling Championship two times, got a full scholarship to Trinity Valley. I uh, coached Peyton Kuhn, uh, who won Worlds. She went down and cheered on California Smoed. Uh, I've coached a number of amazing athletes. Those kids paid full price in our program. They didn't, they didn't get scholarships. It didn't matter that Kendall had a straight leg full and a half through to double. It didn't matter. Okay. 
that this was, they, they paid full price. They weren't scholarship. If you have people who need help, then find ways for them to work and bring money into the gym, whether it be junior coaching or something like that, and then help them out and have them pay things off over time. Those are ways to do it, but stop scholarshiping athletes. Do it now. Lastly, going it alone. Okay. You don't need to go on this journey by yourself. There are people here to help you. There are other owners going through it just like you are. You are not the unicorn. You are going through this experience and there are so many people who can help you along in the journey. So please stop trying to go it by yourself. There is no weakness in asking for help. You wouldn't tell someone coming into your gym to learn how to tumble, man, that's pretty weak of you coming to us to get instruction. If you were really good, you'd just teach yourself. But yet that's how a lot of owners approach being business owners. We say, well, if you can't figure it out yourself, you're just not smart enough. All of these smart people out there have gotten help along the way. Every one of them, whether it be Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, these guys have had mentors. They've had people who've helped them, who've taught them. Yes, they're intelligent. Yes, they're smart. But if you're always learning, that means you're learning from someone else. You're reading books. You're garnering information. You're using things like this podcast to grow yourself, right? Stop going it alone. Get help. Get assistance. You can do it. It's going to be like, yeah, you can probably figure it out on your own. There's all sorts of things I can figure out by myself, but it's going to be a lot easier if I get some help with it. So get help. Stop going it alone. All right. We do obviously do this at NextGen. One of the things I want you to think about if you are interested or if you are in that position where you're struggling with any one of these, I've, I've talked about it on a lot of the episodes, you've got to come to conference. We have a conference in January, January 7th and 8th in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel. It's going to be amazing. You just need to get registered. Like sign up, go do it right now. Don't do anything else. Just turn off the podcast and go get registered for conference. The link is in the show notes. You doubly want to do this because when I'm releasing this episode is uh, 13 days short of when you need to be registered by to take advantage of some of the amazing gifts that some of our sponsors have provided. I have provided one of those gifts, which will be me coming out to your gym to do a clinic for your teams or your tumbling to work with your program for two days. Okay. You just got to get me there and I will come out for free no cost going to me. You just get me there. We're good. Okay. Take care of me. And we are, I will be there and you will get entered into a drawing if you registered by the 15th of December of 2022. Now come to conference. If you want help and you want to take it further, then join the Academy. We're here to help you out. You can figure out how to join the Academy by going to nextgenowners.com. We can get you on a call with Justin who can tell you all about it. There are so many amazing offerings that we have. Let us help you out. All right. There is no time like the present to make a change. So if any one of these things is something that I've told you to stop doing and you're like, man, I'm doing that. All right. That's okay. Every single thing I'm telling you to stop doing, I've done myself incorrectly. I've literally done every one of these. I went for a while without paying myself. I paid my coaches way too much for private lessons. I let them keep hundred percent of it. I undervalued myself and my product. I used a bad website. I scholarshiped athletes. And I absolutely was the stubborn dude who was like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. I can figure it out by myself. I did every single one of these wrong. I don't do any of them wrong anymore. 
I'm always trying to grow, but these are six things that you've got to change heading into 2023. And if you only have to change two of them, great. You're winning. You're ahead of the game. Change those two. I promise you, every single one of these things you change will make your life and your gym's experience better. It will make your business better. It will make your experience as an owner better. You can do it. So take advantage of the opportunity now and don't wait. All right. As you leave this episode, I want you to write down the one, two, three, all the way up to six things of these that you need to stop doing. I want you to write them down. And then I want you to go and write it on your mirror, write it on some places that you're going to publicly see it every single day. At the top of it, I want you to write, stop doing these, and then write them all out. All right. Put it out there. Use dry erase, right? And then as you stop doing them, cross them off and hold yourself accountable. Cross those things off your list and know I did that. I accomplished it and stick with it. Keep them up. Keep them up for a while. Make sure you don't go back on your word because if you say you've stopped doing it, you've stopped doing it. We're going cold turkey. All right. We're not doing it anymore. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening. If you think there's someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. I want this to reach more gym owners, more coaches, more people who could benefit from what we're talking about on these episodes. If you're looking for a great cheer podcast, if you haven't heard about the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, I don't know what rock you're living under. Jason is just elevating his game every single week. Uh, He's got an awesome podcast going. He's a great friend. Uh, It's on YouTube now, which so are we. We're starting to post on YouTube as well. So make sure you check them out if you like to uh, watch podcasts and you want to see my face and see all my hand motions while I'm talking about these things. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the episode. And with that, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.